Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Washington offers a block. The blitz comes from the other side to Quell Jackson. And now again to Quell Jackson. You're listening to Believe in Colts with co-hosts Lawrence Owen and DeQuell Jackson, bringing you the latest and greatest about the shoe. Brady, middle, intercepted by DeQuell Jackson. Perfect, Ryan, intercepted, picked off at the five, touchdown DeQuell Jackson. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is DeQuell Jackson, and we apologize. We took a one-week hiatus, kind of needed it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, after the way the season ended. Um, but hey, we had a great uh weekend of football. We're gonna get into the playoff games that we just saw and and, and our takes of that. But before we get into that, I just want to go ahead and get it out of the way. You know what? I know I got a lot of friends that love betting on games, and some people have made a lot of money off of that. And if you are into betting, Go check out Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you all a, a happy betting new year as they continue to march into the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this upcoming year. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts speaking of where the game starts mm-hmm. we had four of them this past weekend mm-hmm. four and that first one did that take you as surprise as the rest of us out here watching the titans just oh, man. man their front seven was vicious in that game and yet joe burrow yeah. was just able it makes you appreciate joe burrow chase Chase, Jamar Chase, and in my opinion, A.J. Brown had a game and a half there, too, as well. Yes, yes. Now, all the stars that were supposed to make plays during this game, they showed up, right? That was the common theme with this first game against the the Titans. But I think the Titans just, they lost that momentum. I thought getting getting Derrick Henry back, obviously we knew he wasn't going to be his old self. But in my mind, I'm thinking number one seed, home field advantage, Get through this game, Brian Tannehill, show up, make some rhythm throws, get your timing down. And it seemed like he could never get into rhythm offensively. And again, you mentioned, you know, he had some receivers that have big games. But for some reason, the defense showed up to play, getting after Joe Cool nine times. That was a heck of a defense performance in terms of getting after the pass. You can't ask for more 
sacks and rut and and deflections and rushes and all this good stuff uh from a defense but i think tennessee let me start over let me give the cincinnati Bengals their credit no one gave them a chance i know i really didn't give them a chance basically premier primarily on the offensive line play the offensive line play to me was going to be an issue it's always an issue for guys named tom brady guys named joe burrow you know, and he was somehow able to win the game and stay poised within the pocket, make the right throws when his team needed to needed needed him to make it. And it was a fun game to watch. Yet I was disappointed with the Titans in a sense because they had they had lost Derrick Henry early in the year. They found a way to sustain that momentum, get home field advantage if they had won that game. But unfortunately, that's the way the ball falls sometimes. It's every any given Sunday. Who's the healthiest? Did they win the war of attrition and all these other different contributing factors? And unfortunately, the Bengals, they were the better team. Yeah. A um, couple turnovers by, by Tannehill that, that kind of mm. really killed the drives and their momentum yeah. uh, at, at key points. Your thought on that interception. Uh, oh, that, Towards that, the end? Where, where, where he caught the ball, and the, but the ball hit the ground. The, the Titans oh, pick, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so when I watched that, after a couple mm-hmm. replays, I was looking at it, and I was like, they can't overturn that. because yeah, right, right. Because the ball, the rules specifically state, the ball can touch the ground as long as you have firm control and the ball does not jostle when it hits the ground, right? right and right. that's exactly what happened. So rules-wise, I think that was dead on. Now, yeah. if it would have been called an incomplete pa- uh, incompletion, I think they couldn't. There wasn't enough there to overturn that either. So, right, wh- right. what are your thoughts on 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 that specific rule and and that play itself? Yeah, the the rule is a little vague, but I'm mm-hmm. glad the refs got it right. I feel like the refs got it right because they they saw it was a bang bang play. Mm-hmm. His hands were on the ball as the uh, nose of the ball hit the ground, and there was like you said, there was no movement. There was a secure catch. Immediately when his hands wrapped around the ball, he was able to pick it up, secure it. But I think the rule, they'll probably go back and look at this a little bit more and give a little bit more detailed of what is actually a catch or an interception. Uh, so I do think they got it right this time. However, I was skeptical because mm-hmm. we know if the, the rule reads a certain way, then the refs have to interpret it. The interpretation gets lost in the in the in the shuffle. So what we may interpret as being a catch. I've been in those situations before yeah, where right? it was, a, you know, I, I caught a ball and the tip of the ball touched the ground and it was called, it wasn't, I didn't get the interception for it. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, that, that, it, here we go again. And this is a big moment of the game where, you know, it, it, it worked in, it, it worked in the guy's favor, but I, I can't think of who, who intercepted that ball. I can't think of his name right now, but uh, it was just a, a heck of a play. Uh, but I'm glad the refs got it right. I think they they look beyond what the definition of the 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 interception would be, and I, I think everyone would agree it was an interception. I didn't see any. I didn't see the ball move. I didn't see you know a, a, a recatch, you know, anything like that. I thought it was a secure interception. Uh, it was a bang bang play, and I think the refs got it right this time. But that that is something that. The competition committee, they're going to take a hard look at that because, you know, if that was a receiver, 
you know, would that have been a catch? And yeah. from what my eyes tell me, I don't think it would have been. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. So it has to go both ways. And I think that's something they're going to have to clear up heading into next season because I'm sure everyone's turning that tape in. And that's going to be on every teaching tape from the refs going into the training camp, you know, in terms of what's an interception, what's not, and how to interpret the rules and potentially rule changes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, enough on the first game. Let's go into the second. Green Bay Niners. What? What? Yeah, who, yeah. who had this game? Who had the Niners <laughs> one? These are two upsets in my book. Big ones, you know? Big. And and it's not like the Niners offense did anything to win this game. No, right? No, at, at all. At all. If you would have told me a team scored zero touchdowns offensively and they won a game in Lambeau. Right. There's no way against Aaron Rodgers, against the, the number one seed, there's no way I would take that bet. No way, no how. But their defense came to play. I think D'Amico Ryans and what he was able to sell to his defense, and we already knew what type of defense they had with Joey Bosa and, and um, Armstead and these guys yeah. that can get after the pass. So we knew that going into it. But those guys played with confidence. They only held Aaron Rodgers to one offensive touchdown. And to me, quite frankly, the third phase of the of the uh, mm -hmm. of a football team won this game. Oh, Special absolutely. teams won this game. And, you know, it was just a turn of events. You just never know how you're going to win. And Jimmy G has had this story, man. It's like he does he go out and actually win the game? He's just always on the winning side of things. And it, it, it's it, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know what to make of it, but they they ran the ball well. He made some throws when needed to. And Debo Samuels, that guy in the return game, mm -hmm. you line him up as a running back. He obviously can beat you as a receiver. And this was the most important. This is when I realized how important he was and what he meant to this franchise. Third and seven. You put the ball in your most in your best player's hands. They handed the ball off to Debo Samuels on a third and seven when the game was on the line. And damn it, he, he ended up <laughs> gaining like 10 yards. Mm -hmm. So to me, he's everything for this for this franchise. And to see the Packers go down the way they went down was heartbreaking. And, you know, so much was expected of this team and Aaron Rodgers and questions of whether or not he'll be back or it was questions leading up before the season, whether or not he would be the, the starting quarterback. So there's a lot of questions surrounding that franchise, but this was a game, like you said, it was an upset that I enjoy watching. <laughs> I really did. Well, I mean, uh, another, you know, the block punt return for a touchdown, you know, that's mm -hmm. part of that whole special teams unit that you were talking about. It's just, it was, man, if San Francisco makes it to the Super Bowl and wins it, Wow. What a road to get through that because right. look at the teams that they're walking through, well, would have to walk through right. in order to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And they would have mm -hmm. been underdog, massive underdogs in every one of those games. So, yes. Yes. you know, uh, talking about Jimmy G, uh, you know, is it him that's winning the games or he just, you know, part of a team? Let's put things into perspective a little bit. Okay, so Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G's fine as a quarterback. I've always mm -hmm. said that. As a guy, as long as you don't have to throw the ball more than 15 yards, <laughs> right. that, I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. Right. <laughs> right. Um, look at it this way Tim Tebow's 10 and six as a starter in the NFL, right? right? right. 10 and six. He doesn't play 
football anymore, right? right. They tried to do tight end work this mm-hmm. past offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jimmy G's a better quarterback overall, I think, than, than what Tim Tebow was. But I'm just saying, you could have a winning record and not be a starting franchise quarterback, in my opinion. And, and right. to me, I think Jimmy's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a starting franchise guy. I think he's a one of those yeah. really good game managing backups, in my opinion. Yeah, he he's a step above like being a, a bridge quarterback, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He he's a guy that you can always pluck in. He'll he'll know where to go with the football. You just can't depend on him Mm-mm. throughout the throughout the season, whether it be his health or you know him actually materializing to this great potential we all thought he would materialize to. So I just hadn't seen it, you know, for whatever reasons. But this game, man, it, I go back to the Colts, man, how they lost and the way they lost. And you watch these games this past weekend, and the one thing that I identified with was the guys that were the stars, the Pro Bowl players, they all showed up. They all showed up or someone else because the number one threat was taken away, another guy stepped up. So to me, uh, George Kittles had a great game. Obviously, Debo Samuels. You know, we talk about the Titans. All these guys showed up. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase showed up. Joe Burrow showed up. The guys that we depend on watching, you know, in the postseason would show up. And that's something that the Colts didn't do to end their season, to get them into the postseason. And that's why they're watching a game like us. And I exactly. couldn't help but think about that. I couldn't help but think about it. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of similarities. Uh I was I was just looking at stuff like like that interception that happened uh I think in in uh uh the Cardinals game, right? And you're like yeah. there are a lot of similarities there. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, into let's, let's go to yesterday's games and the uh-huh. first one of the night, wow, Bucks, Rams and at halftime I think the entire world thought that that game was over. Yeah, thought it was a wrap. We all thought it was a wrap. It was like the first time Tom Brady will get blown out on the biggest stage where your legacy is cemented. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, you cannot count this guy out. You cannot count. And again, you know, it was a little – this wasn't a – I was a little skeptical about this game because of they had lost their, their right tackle, Tristan Wirfs. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you had a new guy, you know, you're, you're facing one of the most dominant defensive lines in the game and Aaron Donald and now the, the new addition of Von Miller. And then you have you have the long legged uh, Leonard Floyd. Yes. Uh, on the other side. So, yeah, that alone, they put pressure on Tom Brady all day long. Yes, and it was did. almost like, here we go again. This is a formula. You know, you can't fool him from a secondary standpoint, but if you can win the battle up front and get after the passer um, and make his his lip bleed, you know, <laughs> rattle him, you know, I think you have a shot. And I, the this was – and here again, this was a game where I thought it was evenly matched throughout most of the game when the Bucks decided to – they got some momentum um, um, throwing the football and the offense, you know, obviously has some momentum. But the turnovers, the timely turnovers – the mm-hmm. takeaways they were able to pull up was was legendary. But uh, I go back to the difference of this game was mentally, I think the Bucks just, they had mental errors when they didn't need them, and it cost them. And particularly the, lat, the game, the play 
of your season. Cooper Cup gets a, you know, catches a ball for the 45 yard game, 44 yard game. I mean, just a beautiful thrown ball by Matt Stafford, but it was a blown coverage from the Buck standpoint. And these guys are too good of a defense on paper. Now, again, they weren't the same defense as they were the year before when they won the Super Bowl, but these guys are veteran guys. They've all won. You brought back 22 starters, yet they lost to they lost a game of attrition. You know, they just weren't healthy down the stretch. You know, uh, Chris Godwin was a was a huge part of this this uh, football team. He was injured. You know, you get Leonard uh, Fournette back. He makes his mark in the game. So it was a lot of different things that Tom Brady had to overcome. But in the end, I thought the defense let them down and to give up a play, the play of your season uh, in the fashion the way they did was just it's just it's alarming. And it's just, uh, you know, I would hate to be in that locker room on that defensive side to lose the way that they lost that game. I couldn't help but thinking at halftime, what would Tom Brady be thinking right now? And I I, I think that he would be (laughs) thinking going back to two different Super Bowls that he is part of. The -hmm. first one he would be thinking of when he played Kansas City. And at halftime, he'd have been like, so this is what Patrick Mahomes felt like. (laughs) Right, right, right. right. (laughs) But then his experience would kick in and he'd go, now I've been in a situation like this against the Atlanta Falcons in a Super Bowl, Right. right? Right. And I've come back in, and he almost pulled that off. He should yeah. have. He should <laughs> have. He should have. It's just Brady did everything. The quarterback play this past weekend, aside from Jimmy Garoppolo, the right. teams that won, it was a master class of how to play the quarterback position. You know, just from Matthew Stafford making throws to obviously we're going to get to the game where they really displayed Oh, just yeah. eliteness of the quarterback position. But this game to me was, you know, Mike Evans did, again, the star showed up. Mike Evans showed up. Leonard Fournette um, showed up defensively. I think the Bucks just didn't have enough for whatever the reason. The back end struggled. They struggled. And and Levante David, we talked about it before we started. And Levante David was on record leading up to that game talking about how important communication was and they had some breakdowns in earlier weeks and if he's talking about it then you better believe that discussion was was it was in their heads and unfortunately that's what lost them the game and he was spot on and and unfortunately he was the guy that didn't rush you know if you go back and look at that play mm-hmm. Adama Kinsu go takes an inside release on the guard so he's allowing for the next for the linebacker to occupy that space because if he comes now they the o-line doesn't have one you have a free runner in that case and he didn't come and matthew stafford identified it he lobbed that ball up as best he can as he was getting hit by dominican sue so uh it's one of those plays that you go back and they're going to watch the tape and it's like man we were so close after after a performance like tom brady in that offense despite not having not despite not being full strength you know, it's unfortunate to see, you know, teams that deserve to win lose. Yeah, true enough. Um, I was now the I had the Rams as my favorite team in the NFC walking into this season. Uh, I've said mm-hmm. that many, many times. And there was a few games this year that I was just like, what's going on here? Right. Matt Stafford yeah. is, you know, having having troubles. But then again, Tom Brady had a game where mm-hmm. he looked like awful so yeah <laughs> it's it's games like this 
and you said it earlier, it's 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 playoffs. It's that time yeah. where your your dudes have to yeah. step up and play like dudes, right? Right. right. <laughs> and and you yeah. got to play like that at the most important times, not just mm-hmm. you know in general, but those important right. important points of games, like you know that final drive by the Rams yeah, that, that we were talking about. Yeah, because they're paying you to be a difference maker in these moments. You know, that that simple as that. It doesn't, despite what you do in the regular season, teams want to pay players to make plays at the biggest stage when it all counts, when it's one game or go home. And the guys that showed up, despite receivers being double double covered, Cooper Cup, everyone knew he was the guy. Hell, he led the league in touchdowns, receiving yards, receptions. So there's no secret who Matthew Stafford was going to go to in crunch time. And those mm-hmm. two players made the plays when called upon. That's the difference between teams going to the AFC championship game and teams watching the team sitting at home. Absolutely. You remember week six, uh, uh, this past off season and last year, there was chanting around all the NFL fans and stuff going, OBJ is washed. Uh, I'm sorry to say all he did was wash his clothes, go over to the Rams and become a difference maker again. Right. 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 (laughs) Did you see the catch on the sideline? Just to, he caught it, double caught it and was able to have enough balance and enough awareness to keep both feet in bounds and make the catch. He did it effortless. Yeah. It was, it it was like, it was routine for him, man. Uh, So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm impressed. I, I, you know, r- losing Robert Woods is one thing, but right. you know, because of that, you were able to go out and get you know Odell Beckham. And we now. haven't seen the, and I feel like we haven't seen the best of Odell Beckham. No, I feel like I feel like Sean McDermott or not Sean McDermott, Sean McVay will figure out a way to get him more touches. I, I'm definitely. I mean, if you watch the 49ers game, the way they use Depot Samuels, yeah, you know, you get those guys touches. You look at the Kansas City game. You give those guys touches like Tyreek Hill, regardless of how the game is going, their touches will equate to profit on the football field. Exactly. And, and it's just it was it was great to see those big moments uh happen. And uh, you know, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. It's been a long time coming. I remember the first time I made the playoffs with the Colts after eight, eight or nine, eight seasons. I mean, it was like a new league. It was like something you never experienced when you thought you experienced every everything that the NFL had to offer. So I'm, I'm happy for him. But yet, you know, this is going to be an interesting matchup against them going into the AS, or NFC Championship game with the 49ers. But uh, Odell Beckham, he, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, they have the weapons. They have the offensive mind, uh, offensive uh, schematic scheme. Um, so uh, this is going to be... It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Let's get into the final game of the weekend and what a barn burner that was. Holy cow. At at halftime, you were looking at it going, it's 10 to 13, you know, 10 to 13 (laughs) at halftime. Chiefs, Bills. And you're like, man, these defenses are doing a really good job on these quarterbacks. (laughs) Right. Wow. Mahomes is running for his life left and right. And Josh Allen just doesn't look like he's got it right now. You know, it looks like, you Mm -hmm. know, some things are not, not working out properly. And then the second half hit 
namely the final six minutes of the game. <laughs> right, you know? right, and it's like, all right, it's time for uh, we're done with this. <laughs> you know, we are done right. playing. It's time to put points on the board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like both teams woke up. They 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 got their smelling salt and woke up and realized they were in a dog fight, and that right. someone had to had to be the one to, you know, put up points and 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 whatever whatever they needed. I feel like these two teams, I've never watched an NFL game or been a part of an NFL game to say, you know what, both offenses, both teams deserve to win. Mm -hmm. Both teams deserve to win. I don't know if we're ever going to see a matchup and a master class of quarterback play that was displayed with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It was almost as if they, as to start the game and as the game kind of unfolded, second half turns around, they made an assertive effort to use their legs use their arm strength and it was it was beautiful it was a beautiful game by both quarterbacks and not to mention we talk about the stars that showed up well Stefan Diggs is a bona fide star for the Buffalo Bills yet he was under control obviously they were doubling him um um they yeah. were you know uh turning their coverage to him but what's the guy's name uh Gabriel Davis yeah Four touchdowns and over 200 yards receiving, something that Jerry Rice hadn't done with four touchdowns in the, yeah. in the playoffs. So, NFL uh, playoff record. Yeah, NFL playoff record. So there was a lot of historic moments in this game. And unfortunately, again, when Tyron Matthews left the game, um, that changed – what they what Kansas City did from a secondary standpoint. The communication was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And – it it really showed how much he's valued and how much they need that guy on the field because the secondary when you saw and, and and again listen both of these teams were very very qualified to go to the AFC championship game and Buffalo the number one defense in the league Patrick Mahomes carved them up like they were a JV team when when crunch time was called upon and when he was called upon to, to win games or what have you and make the throws down the field and, and lean on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all these guys. So their star showed up at the biggest moment. And it was almost as if as they were, you know, exchanging blow for blow, Patrick Mahomes, I remember the camera panning to him. He was calm, cool, and collective. You know, even towards the end even of that game, smirking a little bit. You yeah, know? <laughs> it was almost if it was like, no, 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 young man. This is this is my house. This is my league, and I'm gonna put you in the, put you in your place. You're close, but I'm on a different stratosphere. You know, it was it was great to see both of those. It was great to see Josh Allen on the sideline. You know, into it emotionally. Uh, that mm-hmm. it got you know, I get chilled. You know, goosebumps thinking about it. You know, I would love for a quarterback to show that type of emotion in the big game. It just elevates your team. And both of these quarterbacks elevated their team like I've never seen before. And it was a beauty to watch. And I feel bad for whoever didn't stay up to watch that game because that was one uh, to remember. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the final two, there was, what, 28 points scored in the last two and a half minutes of that game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. uh, It was just... Bam, bam, quick pass, touchdown, two passes, touchdown, mm-hmm, two passes, mm-hmm. touchdown. Uh, you know, it was just ridiculous how, and, and it was just boom, boom, boom. It was exciting. 
yeah, you you, you could have just turned on the fourth quarter and been like, all right, here's a game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I've never, that's one stadium I never, I was injured on IR uh, that I hadn't played in was Kansas City. And I hear Kansas City's fans, the stadium is one of the loudest in the, in the NFL. And you could feel the energy from the television screen, just how loud they were. I remember they were second down. And Kansas City was on defense, and it felt like it was the the you know the game, the play to win the game. So I can only imagine how much energy was in that building and how much effort was uh, was was given from from these players because I know they have to be mentally drained, you know, to have oh yeah this type of performance and to go into overtime. And the, oh gosh, this was this was this was my favorite game by far, and I don't know if the NFL can duplicate any games like this moving forward. <laughs> oh, no, man. The, the, you couldn't ask for more in a Super Bowl, let alone any any other yeah. game. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this game, and there was one take that I, I came away with after watching that game last night, and my thought was we have not had one of those rivalries since the Peyton Manning-Tom Brady era, mm-hmm. you know, and now it looks like the passing of the torch is happening and could you see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes being that that you know oh, yeah. whole situation through the 2020s come coming up in the, uh oh yeah oh yeah and we witnessed the first heavyweight bout last night that was the first of many and people are going to remember this one forever now they're tied together if Patrick Mahomes goes on and wins a super bowl he's going to have a tough task going through buffalo and Buffalo is right there. And both yep. of these teams are exciting to watch. Buffalo has a really great defense. Kansas City has to get better on their back end. So the, these two teams are going to be tied together for the next 10-plus years. Whether who comes out on top, right now is Patrick Mahomes. But you better believe the energy that I witnessed from Josh, Josh Allen last night on the sideline, and just to, it means something to him. So mm-hmm. he's going to remember this loss. He's never going to forget this loss, and he's going to have this moment again and again. But I do see the similarities between, you know, back in the day when you had Tom Brady and Peyton Manning playing, everyone, including their mothers, was watching this game. Even if you weren't yeah. a football fan, you had to watch and see greatness performed on both sides of the ball uh, or either team. So this is one of those cases where they're both box office talents. They're going to put up big numbers. They're exciting to watch. They both – are able to use their arm in ways that are just you can't coach. And they also have the athleticism to extend downs. And they actually call, you know, quarterback sweeps with Josh Allen. He's just a tough old school guy. And you've mentioned this before. He gives you that Ben, that big Ben or Andrew Luck statue, the way he's hard to bring down, but he's tough as nails. So uh, this is definitely going to be a matchup that everyone's going to look forward to, whether it's regular season or postseason. And right now, Patrick Mahomes has the edge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, we were seeing things from both these quarterbacks that we would see from the other quarterback, you know, where like Josh Allen, obviously he's a big, you know, when he takes off with the football, it's it's a scary situation because he's a big dude. He can run. He's athletic. And Patrick Mahomes generally don't do that. But, man, he was doing that in the first half where he'd take off and just go and get positive yards. And I'm just like, 
wow, that looked like, you know, Josh Allen running the football rather right. than Patrick Mahomes. And then uh, there was a, a pass earlier, uh, later on in the game by Josh Allen, where uh, he just kind of sidearm slung mm-hmm. underneath the arms of another defender for, you know, a nice big old long game. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Patrick Mahomes-ish, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it, it just, it looks like it, it almost looks like identical quarterbacks out there, yeah. you know, yeah. at times, just at, at that, at that, uh, you know, 99 level on that, <laughs> right. you know? No, no. It, it was definitely the greatest display playing the quarterback position I've seen all year. And from two guys, given the, given the stage, given the, 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 what was riding on it. I mean, Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes just showed a level of just confidence that we are not going to be denied our trip to the Super Bowl And before that the AFC championship game. And you saw a hungry young team like the Buffalo bills. And we know their history with Jim Kelly reaching the Super Bowl three or four times and never winning it. So they have all of that behind them that they're going to carry with them going into the next season. But this is the first time I realized I knew Josh Allen was good, but he took his his greatness to another level. And I don't know any quarterback that can play as well as you as well as he did and not win a football game. But that's how great Patrick Mahomes is. You could play a, your best game of your career, best game of the season and still lose. And with 13 seconds to go in the football game, right? when I saw that, I'm thinking they pan to the sideline. You see Buffalo Bills, they're all hugging it out. They think they have this game won. And for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to go down the field and tie the ball game right. with 13 seconds left, again, that's again, that was great planning. They were ready for the moment from Kansas City Chiefs standpoint, but Leslie Frazier, who's been getting a lot of praise this year, I have to scratch my head on this. Yeah. Because right. I I know on Saturday, when I played the game on Saturdays, you go through all these different scenarios. And based on the talent pool that Kansas City has, you can't afford to leave a guy that's the fastest guy in the league uncovered for 15, 20 yards and expect to, to, to tackle him in open field. Right. You miss out on that. And then you you back it up with letting Travis Kelsey, you're protecting the side, let, letting Travis Kelsey just run freely up the field. That is football. That is the biggest football one-on-one no-no in the history of football. And, again, the number one defense, you can't stop a team in 13 seconds. When we, we saw, you know, I hate to bring them up, the Dallas Cowboys debacle with 14 seconds left. They can't even get a playoff, let alone right. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid go down and somehow tie the football game up on the biggest stage of the season to ultimately win in overtime. It was just unbelievable to see. I didn't know that was that was possible. In my mind, <laughs> I'm like, it's over. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is able to make the impossible routine, and he constantly does it week in and week out and year in and year out. So this is going to be exciting to see how this unfolds with him. And the confidence they're going into this AFC Championship game with, because I don't see anyone penetrating how they w- was able to win last week to stifle them into their road to the to the Super Bowl. All right. Well, we covered this divisional wild or divisional weekend for the playoffs, and now I think it's time to kind of ease on over. This is believe in Colts, not believe in the playoffs. 
I, <laughs> I wish it was one and the right. same, but unfortunately <laughs> right. that didn't happen this year. Right. Uh, but uh, I dropped obviously uh i asked if anyone had any questions for this this episode and we got two questions that i think are kind of similar uh so mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna ask uh the first one uh the one uh, patreon of mine brandon wood asks after watching this weekend's game all the games all four of them what are some mm. key takeaways in your opinion that ballard needs to really think about and keep in the back of his mind this upcoming off season? Yeah, he doesn't need to keep this in the back of his mind, but he has to go out and find another a number two receiver. He has to find more weapons for whoever it is that's going to be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. There's a guy by the name of Chris Godwin over in Tampa. He could potentially be on the market, but you have to go out and get more dynamic playmakers offensively to help this running game and help Carson Wentz. Watching these past four games or these past four games this, this past weekend, we talked about it. What stood out were playmakers, the guys that you depend on. There's enough on our defense. We have enough. We can we can fine-tune some things. You can always add to that. I think Quiddy Pay is going to um, surprise us all going into next year. But offensively, with T.Y. Hilton contemplating retirement, um, um, Jack Doyle contemplating retirement, you know, you you have you have Pittman Jr. who solidified himself as a number one. He needs more help on the outside. And if you can do that, I think this team exponentially gets better. And you look around the league, you look at Tyreek Hills, Debo Samuels. If you can find a guy in the draft that's dynamic, that's po- positionless, he can he can return. He can, you know, uh, he can he can, you know, play in the backfield. He gives a receiver. You need a dynamic playmaker and it keeps showing up week in and week out, that they don't have that. I don't know. I think the Colts have that in Naheem Hines. They're just not using him. You know, I, I really do believe mm-hmm. that Hines is that player that can play in multiple different facets of the game. It's just he's not getting well, this all, yeah. snaps. This offense isn't necessarily suited for that. Yeah. You know, because of how well the run game was so efficient this past year. So it, it limits – and it, it limits what you do offensively to a certain degree, passing the ball at least, because I, I, I agree with you. He's a mismatch on any running or any linebacker that is covering him. Mm-hmm. He has that agility. He has that. And I'm sure, you know, they're going to have to go to the drawing board and figure out what identity, who are they going to be going into the next season. And if you, and unfortunately, it's going to be the run. You're going to lean on the run. You're going to lean on the run game. So, you know, whether they do a deep, they have to do a deep self-scout and to figure out what offense works best for Carson Wentz if he's going to be the guy next year, which I'm pretty confident he will be. Um, you have to be able to use your assets. You have to be able to use them because, you know, he, he's definitely a, a, mis, a mismatch. And, and now you can focus on Taylor just being a guy that runs in between the tackles. But he also can can make plays out of the backfield, catching the football and, and in space. So it's a good problem to have. But I do think uh, this – the way the game is played now, today, you have to score points. Not to say that they, the Colts had any issues scoring points, but you need difference makers. You need solidified, bona fide stars that can go out and make plays for you. Simple as that. And See, mm-hmm. Go ahead. You got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to bring up the fact that, you know, the star situation, uh, going to teams 
uh, that are in the middle of a rebuild that probably won't be picking up certain guys or or may not. My eyes have been on Allen Robinson, right? As a, uh, as that yeah. other yeah. receiver, the dude is absolutely fantastic, and the Bears mm-hmm. are cleaning house right now. You know, right. so I right. doubt I, I doubt that they're gonna bring Robinson back, and if they if they don't, he's gonna be on the free market. Now, will he? Mm-hmm be more than what the Colts can afford. That's, that's right. possible, right. most likely. But uh, he's still a guy that I, I, I look at and go, wow, I would I, I, him opposite Michael Pittman Jr. would be mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic on this Colts offense. Yeah, and you have to also ask yourself, okay, if you're a pass catcher in this league, do you want to go to a team where the quarterback situation is in question? You know, that plays a role into it. You know, I know Carson wants to sign for next season, but what, you know, it's going to be a similar situation that Green Bay is going to have to deal with with Aaron Rodgers and their number one target. So I think it all goes hand in hand. However, India is a, a, is a more complete football team. It, it, I don't know, you know, most free agents, in my opinion, would want to go to a place like that who has the ability, has the talent. They just have to figure out certain positions and, and, and help them and help the team in certain positions. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a fascinating off season, but I do think, you know, now that Aaron Rodgers, now that teams are, are, we're, we're getting closer to the Super Bowl, more coaches are available, more players are available. And now you're able to self scout and see, okay, who could potentially be free agents as a player. I think you have to look at every position on this football team to upgrade. Um, Carson Wentz is here, but there's a lot of things that can happen. The way the Browns were able to maneuver picks years ago, um, now they're, you know, obviously they had a disappointing season, but anything can happen. And I think Ballard is a guy to make a bold move to help this football team. Because one thing that, that in the league that is a bis, big misconception is time. We all assume when you're playing, you have all this time in the world to get it right. But I could tell you, the comments that I read from Mr. Ursay after, you know, him making comments about this team needing more warriors. That's an indictment on the people you put in place to bring this, the, the talent in. So there's, there's going to be a lot of pressure going into this this season to get it right. And to convince the, the Ursays that whatever move they make is the move for the foreseeable future. All right, so I got another question. This one off of Twitter. Uh, this person's name is just D, as in Doug, but just D. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a two-part question. He says, uh, first part is, after seeing the current talent left in the playoffs that's playing right now, is it fair to say that you either need an elite defense and a little luck or an elite quarterback and and the ball last? And, and is it safe to say, do, do you think the Colts are further behind than we thought on the current build? I mean, this past weekend, we that was exceptional. You know, you, you, you're getting the cream of the crop in quarterback play. So I don't want to – obviously, that's ideal. Everyone would love a, a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. But in all fairness, it's hard to find guys like that. They're, they're in a the space of their own. So, yeah, it makes you think, do we, do we have the guy on the center that is capable of making throws and impacting the game like these two guys made? That's fair. However, the other part of the question was, um, what was the other part of that question about? Are we uh, further behind on the Are we further behind? No, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Look at look at how we fin. I mean, obviously we didn't finish how we wanted to, but we would have had a chance to get in the playoffs. And we've witnessed, you know, teams visiting teams go into 49ers that were the fourth ranked team go into Lambeau and beat the number one team in the NFC. Uh, we also saw it on the other side in the AFC. Right. We saw the Bengals that no one really gave them much hope in this game because of their awful god awful o-line play not have a chance to win to beat the titans who were the number one seed in the afc so anything can happen once you get to the play i think this team is definitely has a playoff caliber roster they just have to find a way to stay healthy (laughs) find a way to win early and not put themselves in such a deep hole because you expend so much energy and effort mentally and physically so when it comes time to beat a two and 14 team to get into the playoffs, you don't have a massive letdown like we witnessed this past year with the Colts. So I do think we're not we're not far behind. Teams get hot. Teams get hot at the right time. And I thought these two teams, you know, you look at the teams that played this past off this past uh, weekend. This is the epitome of the National Football League. Doesn't matter how you rank, as long as you can get there in the postseason and you get hot at the right time, and you don't have these mental breakdowns in your, you know, on the defense, you know, you have a chance to win any game that you're a part of. Absolutely. Uh, I think that, I think so too. I don't think the Colts are that far behind right now in uh, their current build. I think that, uh, that they have talent. They have tons of talent. Um, it's just, I, I think there's what they're lacking in my opinion is some uh, the proper leadership at their mm-hmm. position coaching spots. Uh, yeah. that's, that's my issue. Like, um, I'm looking at the defensive line play, right? Uh, so yeah. I'm looking at the defensive line coach going, Hey, you were supposed to develop these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they got to get better throughout, you know, that that's who I'm putting the question mark in when it comes to the quarterback yeah. play. Hey, you know, uh, Milanovic, you were supposed to be able to to bring up Carson Wentz and and, and get right. him uh, to that point where he understands uh, how to run this concept that Frank Reich is running, and right. you know there's there, there's still problems there. So that's where I'm putting most of my blame right now. Now, obviously, they can't they can't make the plays on the field, so the players definitely have to take a lot of that blame. Yeah. But position coaches, in my opinion, are are partially responsible for for the outcome that comes out on at the end of each and every game. Yeah, any any coach I've ever worked with that I thought was really good has been great at developing talent. Mm-hmm. Has been good at teaching the scheme and and giving guys information in terms of what is expected of you. And I think that's what you're saying in a nutshell is like we mm-hmm. need more coaches who are developers who are developing these guys who are Absolutely. And because it, it it all plays a hand, everyone has a hand in this coaching. How many times did we hear Frank Wright say we got out coach? And I know he was taking deflected and taking all the blame for himself because that's what great leaders do. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to hear that next year. We want to hear, you know what? They made a play and we didn't. We didn't get out coach. We played ex- exceptionally hard. But you know what? The guy across from us is just better than us at that moment. I want to hear. I want to hear losses, not losses but i want to hear that type of uh information coming out of that building if we, now we got when yeah, we if lose. we yeah if we lose <laughs> when we look right right so this is going to be in my opinion if frank wright and 
Chris Ballard does not get this corrected, there's a great chance. And I'm foreshadowing something that I don't want to happen, but I, I, I see this team being blown up like a lot of other teams we, we've watched this past uh, season. So they need to get it right. They're going to have to get it right because this is a, you don't want to waste this championship roster. You cannot Absolutely. wait because guys are getting older. You're going to have to start deciding who can you fit on your salary cap and who's who's expendable. So that always plays a part. Rarely do we see teams like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers return 22 starters. That's not going to happen. Hmm. You know, so this team is going to be going to look different. Obviously, we're going to have the key components of this team stay in place. But you also got to. You got to find a way. You got to find guys who are warriors, as Mr. Ursay says, and that are willing to to not let a two and fourteen team creep up and beat you and knock you out of the playoff aspirations. There's a lot that I want to talk about still, but we're coming near to the end of of uh, how much I'm going to have on this. So I just want to put a little bit of uh, you know uh, let people listening and watching know um, the next episode. Uh, I would like to discuss a little bit about the coaches, a little bit about uh, guys out there that are getting ready to, you know, they're, they're getting interviews, Matt Eberflus, you know, your Morocco Browns, your, your Dodds. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss these guys in depth, give our opinions for each one of them on the next episode of believe in Colts. Um, any final words before we uh, exit out here? Um, only, you know what, I'm not missing a second of this weekend's uh, championship games because if they're anything remotely like what we just watched this past weekend, uh, that's definitely a treat for, for all of our eyes to be a part of. So I'm looking forward to this weekend's uh, championship game. Absolutely. M- myself as well. And I think that will do it for myself and Dequel Jackson. Uh, this was Believe in Colt brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, until next time, go Colts. Go Colts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.